Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. High Tower of Deliverance. Lift up your hands and speak to God. Those of you joining in online, lift up your hands. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory this morning, Jehovah God. We honor you, O God, and we exalt you. We thank you, my God, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness meted out to us daily, Lord, daily. Lord, we are not unmindful, O God, of your grace that is also so abundant over our lives. Many things that, Lord, you do in our lives, some that we see, some we don't see. But, Lord, you are doing nevertheless. We say glory and honor be unto your name, our God our most high God. This morning, Lord, we gather together in no other name but in your name. In that name that is above every name, the name of Jesus, at the mention of which every knee bows. And so this morning, Lord Jesus, we bow our knee to you, O God. And we say that, Lord, be exalted, my God, in the congregation of the righteous. And I pray, Lord, this morning, the Lord speak through this vessel of clay. I empty myself of self, Lord, you may be glorified. Speak your word to the understanding, not just the hearing of your people, but Lord, to their understanding in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. That's why we thank you for your presence. And we thank you that, Lord, in this atmosphere of your presence and the gathering of your angelic hosts and your saints, my God, you would definitely meet everyone my god at the point of every need by your presence and by your word we give you glory this morning and we give you thanks be glorified my god in our worship and in our praise that we have brought before you in jesus name amen amen this morning i am thankful to god for his keeping bible says we are kept by the power of god and truly god has kept us um this is the last sunday in the month of august we are entering into September. The year is rolling fast to a finish. And we are believing God also that by the time December comes, all this coronavirus pandemic with all its trail will have come to a good end. Amen. Will come to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning, I am a woman under um, authority. Time. The wonderful people here. I've put a, a leash on my time, so I have to be fast. Amen. I'm bringing you a word of God that has been ministering to my spirit. Uh, I think it was about the beginning of the week, um, Monday, thereabouts, when suddenly I heard the Lord say, I am the Lord. And that was it. I am the Lord. I said, Lord, what are you talking about? And he started downloading certain things in my spirit, and I knew that it was for Sunday. Amen. So this morning, I'm ministering to you a word our title, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. We give glory to the name of the Lord. 
we worship and bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Bible declares that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into that name and they are safe. Hallelujah. Now, God in many times, in different times, to different people has introduced himself, you know, by who he is and um, what he does. Amen. And one of the things you often hear him say is, I am the Lord. Now, when the Lord says, I am the Lord, it carries so much weight because it means so many things. Amen. In which I believe we, his people, ought to have confidence. I mean, if you really meditate on when the Lord says, I am the Lord to anything at any given time, it should bring you to the place of rest. Are you, are you understanding me? Maybe you are not. You understand later as we go on. Now, in the book of Malachi 3, 6, he says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore you, the sons of Jacob, are not consumed. He says, I am the Lord, I do not change. Because of that, you, the sons of Jacob, are not consumed. He's talking about his unchanging nature. And the fact that because he doesn't change, it, 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 he brings stability amen, and continuity to all that he has created and established. He said, I am the Lord, I do not change, I change not. That means right there, stability. Because if you are with somebody who changes their mind at will, you know, whenever, because of any mood swing or something, you are never sure. And you can never be confident in what they will do in the next minute. But God says, I am the Lord. I do not change. I change not. And because I don't change in my nature and in what I do, therefore, say you, the sons of Jacob, you are not consumed. So that means that God will not just get up one day and decide, no, today I feel I'm in a bad mood, so here goes for you, here goes. No. He is guided and guarded by who he is. He says, I am the Lord. In times of trouble, we must get this within our spirit, that our Father is the Lord. He is the Lord God who doesn't change. Who he is and how he is does not change. And so we will always have confidence in him. Amen. We must always have confidence in him that what he says he will do, he will do. And how he is will always be manifest in our lives. In a time of very, a time of a dire need, Jacob, as a covenanted child of God, by reason of the covenant of God with his grandfather Abraham, had a visitation from the Lord. And it was from the Lord God, the God of his father's covenant. And the God who honors covenant. And the God who stands by his word of promise by reason of his covenant. Amen. And because God honors his name and he honors his word and honors his covenant and honors his promises, there will always be a performance of the things that God has said there will always be a performance of the things that God has said. Hallelujah, as we believe. Now, in Genesis chapter 28, the person clapping there for God, please continue. Amen. That clap is not for me. It's for God. I'm talking about God this morning. I'm not talking about Leanne. Amen. Now, God appeared to Jacob and he said to him, listen to him, he said, 
Behold, the Lord stood upon the ladder because he had a vision of a ladder that was set up on the earth and angels were ascending and descending upon it. The ladder stopped reaching the heaven. And he saw the Lord on top of the ladder. And the Lord said, he introduced himself to him. He said, I am the Lord God of your father, Abraham, the God of Isaac. And he said to him, the land upon which you lie, I will give it to you and to your seed, to your generation. And so your seed shall be as a dust of the earth and you shall spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with you. God said, and I'll keep you in all places where you are going, and I'll bring you again into this land, for I will not leave you until I've done that which I've spoken to thee of. A powerful revelation of God to Jacob at that time, and a powerful revelation of God's intention for him. According to God said, what I'm doing for you is because of the covenant that I have with your father Abraham. Now you must understand that Abraham was not Jacob's father, he was his grandfather, was his grandpa. But because God is a generational God, and when he covenants with a person, it's, for, it's to you and to your generations that follow. Amen. God revealed himself to Jacob in a time of need. And this morning, I want to tell you that God is God. The Lord God, he is God. And if only you have received him as your God, in the time of your need also, he will manifest himself to you. Oh, he will manifest himself to you. Yesterday, I had a call from my mother giving me a testimony of one of our key partners in Akosombo. She said she was very ill, very, very ill. To the point that a doctor in that area told her, told her daughter that if your mother lives to see tomorrow, it will be a miracle. So they took her from that hospital and brought her all the way down to this area. I don't want to be specific. And she was in intensive care for five days. She didn't even know where she was. Then when she came to, she was very weak. And so they were treating her. But her testimony is this, that there was a security man standing in the room all the time. So when the nurses bring her medication, the security man is there. When she opens her eyes from sleep, the security man is there. And all the, over two weeks that she was in that room, there was a security man in the room at the door just standing. So when she became very well and she was going to be discharged, she asked the doctor, oh, where is the security man who, who works here? Because she wanted to give him an envelope. And the doctor said, which security man? He said, ah, the security man who is always in the room here with me. And the doctor said, there's no security man. There has not been any security man. But for the over two and a half weeks that she was in that room, God's angel was standing right there. The God of our covenant. He said, I am the Lord. Hallelujah. He, he is God. What he has said he will do, the covenant that he has with us, he said he would never break, neither will he alter the thing that has gone out of his mouth. God's revelation at every given time brings us confidence, gives us hope. And not only that, there shall be a performance of who he is. In the mighty name of Jesus. Put your hand together and clap your hands for the Lord. In the book of Exodus chapter 3, we see a revelation of God. God at that time said he had heard the cry of his people because Israel was in bondage in Egypt. 
and God chose for himself a deliverer, a man called Moses. And reading from Exodus chapter 3, from verse 1 to 10, today I, I, I really have to, God, please push the time, do something. Okay, so now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in the flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see. That's another message I'll preach another time. Turn aside and see. And he said, I will see this great side, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. And he said, do not draw near. Put off the shoes from off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy. Moreover, he said to him, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob. And Bible said, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look upon God. And God said to him that he has seen the affliction of his people, and he has heard their cry and seen their tears. And so he's come to take them from the land of bondage to a land that is filled with milk and honey, the land of the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Gagashites. And he said that he will send him to bring the people out of the land of bondage to the promised land. And Moses was baffled. He said, who am I that I should go on to Pharaoh, that I should bring the people of Israel out of Egypt? Who am I? Who am I? Because he was already, you know, a man in exile, refugee. And he said, certainly I'll be with you. And this shall be a token unto thee for that I've sent you. When you bring forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve the Lord on this mountain. And God said to him, Behold, when I come to the children of Israel and say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me, they will ask me, What is his name? And this is a part I'm getting to. What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am that I am. Yeah. Clap your hands. He said, I am that I am. So thou shalt say to them, that I am has sent you. And God said, moreover, you shall say unto the children of Israel, that the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has sent me unto you. And this is my name forever. And this is my memorial unto generations. I am that I am. God said to him that, tell Pharaoh that I am that I am has sent me to you. I am who I am. I am what I will be. Not limited, not confined by anything. I am that I am. Now, this name, I am that I am. In fact, the Jewish scribes fear even to mention it. Amen. They fear to mention it. It's called the Tesagrammaton. And it appears about 6,000 times in the Bible. Wherever you see the Lord is I am. But because they, wouldn't mention, they couldn't mention it because the name was so sacred, they made it Yahweh or Adonai, still meaning master. Amen. Which now we say Jehovah. When God says, I am that I am, he is talking about himself, the one who is the all-encompassing one the self-sufficient one, the self-existing one. God doesn't derive his existence from any source. 
He is God. That's why nowadays people sing a song and say, he's God all by himself. Because everything is derived out of something. But God does not derive his existence from anything. He is self-existent, self-sufficient. He is God. And when he says, I am that I am, he's talking about him being in absolute and perfect control over all things. Not something, everything, everything. Amen. He is sovereign. He rules over all things, nations and kingdoms and people. You name it. God is ruler over all things. He's sovereign, creator and ruler over all things. And he's infinite. There's no beginning to him and there's no end to him. There's no place, there's no space that confines God. God is not confined by space or time. No. Everywhere, anywhere, at every time. That is who he is. The I am that I am. And he manifests himself in his power according to how his name is. He said, I am that I am. I am who I am. I am what I will be. So I, I have always said to myself that whatever I need God to be, because he's the I am that I am, he is. When I need him to be my comforter, he is my comforter. When I need him to teach me, he is my teacher. When I need him to help me, he is my helper. What is it that I am faced with that the I am cannot deal with? There is nothing. Are, are you understanding me, church? Amen. He is all in all. There's nothing we need God to be that he is not. Amen. And God said to Moses that now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand, he himself will let them go. And with a strong hand, he will rather drive them out of his land. You see, God manifested his power as I am that I am. When we, we lift up the name of the I am, it's power that is being released. You know, God does not have power. He is power. You know, when you say the power of God, it's not about him having power. No, he is power in itself. Amen. And he showed his power to Pharaoh. And some of the people say that why did they have to take 10 plagues, you know, before Pharaoh would let them go? But you, if you read the book of Exodus, you realize that there were times the Bible said that, and God hardened the heart of Pharaoh. He hardened the heart of Pharaoh, punish him, harden his heart, punish him. He was bringing the power and the supposedly pump of Pharaoh down. Because they believed at that time that they were all in all. God said, I will bring you down. I am that I am. Oh, somebody put your hands together for the Lord. He said, I will bring them out by my word. Amen. He said, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I am the Lord. Amen. And that means that I am the Lord. I am able to do it. He's been saying, I am the Lord. So if you think that he cannot, he says that, listen, I am the one who is able to do all things. So he says that, don't worry about it. I've got this. It's in my power. It's in my ability. And it's also within my will. You know, I always say some people have the ability, but they don't have the will. But God has the ability, and he also has the will. He was telling them that they could trust in his name. Amen. And that no one could stop him from doing what he wants to do. And truly, truly, no one can stop God from doing what he wants to do. 
obi antumi insi yakopon kwai woni opese oyɛ owabra bom ana wo wiase wa no besi yakopon kwai ɔse mene niamene ɔse onya oyɛ yakopon prekopɛ obi nini so tumi tumi oyɛ tumi nyaura he is god hallelujah and in his name he is supreme he reigns supreme over all things listen in exodus 12 12 he said to them on the night of the passover he said for i'll pass with the land of egypt this night and i will smite all the firstborn of egypt both man and beast and against all the gods of egypt i will execute judgment i am the lord ha huh. and that is why he kept on hardening pharaoh's heart because god was on a mission not just to deliver his people but also to bring down the idols and and the supposed gods whom the people revered and every plague was against one god they 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 worshiped the Nile, the river and so he turned the river into blood they 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 regarded frogs as sacred things oh he just made them useless. So every, everything that the Egyptians worshipped, God by the place just put them down. Amen. Put down all the idols of Egypt. And so there's no reason why you should be afraid of any idol. Say, if the I am that I am is with you, who and what do you have to fear? There's no power in heaven, in earth, underneath the earth, whether it is obosome this or obosome that. They are all subject to the power of the I am, whose you are and whom you serve. All this money, if you serve the Lord, put your hands together and celebrate the supremacy of God. Hallelujah. And I said to myself that if we really understand this, Beloved, so many things will be sorted out. Our faith itself will, 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 will reach or get to another level. Our confidence level will change. You see, because we will see God as he is. And I realize sometimes we don't see God as God is. We say, oh God, and sometimes when somebody says, oh God, no. So thou shalt not take the name of the Lord in vain. That somebody says, Jesus H. Christ. Yeah. Hey. Listen, they add H. I don't know what the H means. Ah, holy, ah, we pray. Swearing with the name of the Lord. A name that is so sacred that people fear to mention. A name that brings all powers to their knees. You see, if we can grasp the power in the name of the Lord, listen, we, 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 we will get to a different level because you understand the authority that you carry by reason of that giving authority to us through Christ Jesus. Are, are you understanding me? And we also understand the importance of keeping the ordinances of God and obeying God. You see, sometimes we, we sin with impunity. Why? Because we do not fear God. Why don't we fear God? Because we don't understand who he is. But if you really understand who the I am is, and you understand his power, you understand his all-knowing person because he knows all things. Nothing is hidden from him. That which you are thinking, 
that which you feel, that which you said in secret, that which you did all by yourself when you were alone, what you are saying about somebody, what you, he knows everything. And so sometimes we must understand that it is not man that we have to deal with. It is God. So when we are sinning and we think that we are hiding it from man, you can hide it from man, but you can't hide it from God. And it's God you have to deal with, not man. Because at the end of the day, it is the true judgment comes from God. People say, oh, don't judge me. No, I don't want to. You can't judge me. Oh, nobody should judge you. No, we will not judge you. But God will judge you. Because it is his world. It is his world. He is the owner of this world. Your life is his. The breath you breathe comes from him. He can squish it at any time. Switch off your meter pump. That's it. If we understood this, we would fear God. But some people say, oh, the mercy of God. Yes, the mercy of God abounds. But you see, God's mercy doesn't lead us to sin. His grace doesn't lead us, doesn't give us the, the, the right to sin. But his grace, the Bible says, leads us unto what? Repentance. His grace should rather lead you unto repentance, not unto sinning with impunity and doing anything you want to do anyhow because you feel like doing it. Are you understanding me? Listen to this word in Leviticus chapter 18. I read the verse 2 to 6, the verse 21 and the verse 30. God was talking about the importance of keeping his ordinances. Amen. He is in control. And he has the power to make or make you. He says, speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. After the doings of the land of Egypt where you dwell, shall you not do? And after the doings of the land of Canaan, where I'm bringing you, you shall not also do. Neither should you walk in their ordinances, in their ways. Today, when we talk about the, the ways of the world, these are the things God is talking about. And you shall do my judgments and keep my ordinances to walk therein. I am the Lord your God. Full stop. He says, don't do this, don't do this. Then he says, you will do my ordinances. Then he says, I am the Lord God. That in itself should put fear in our hearts. So he says that I am the Lord God. I am the owner. I am the watchman. I, I am present. Then he says to them, You shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. Then he says again, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. So if you are doing his statutes, if you are doing his will, he says, even in that, he is the Lord. So that he knows you are. None of you shall approach any that is near of his king to uncover his nakedness. That is, there shall be no incest. I am, he says, I am the Lord. And you shall not let any of thy sea pass through the fire to Molech. Neither shall you profane the name of the Lord. I am the Lord. I wish when you go home, you would take this chapter and read it and see. So therefore you shall keep my ordinances that you commit not any of these abominable customs which were committed before you that you defile not yourself therein. I am the Lord your God. So, so to everything he said they shouldn't do, he says I am the Lord. Why would he keep on putting that in? He was, it's a warning. So remember I am the Lord. I am ruler. I am sovereign. I, I am the possessor of the heaven and earth. And so if I say this, that is what it should be. 
I think we should have a fear of, a, a, a greater fear of God. I realize that people do not fear God. The fear of God seems to have escaped out of the window of what we think is grace. There's no fear of God. And that is why so many things are happening. And even with the church, you know, people will take the name of the Lord and use it for everything and anything in the name of the Lord. But you see, we forget that he is God. And at the end of the day, he will judge everyone according to his, their deeds, and not only according to our deeds, but he said, even everywhere that we have spoken, we shall be judged of. Jesus said, don't even call your brother a fool because you will have judgment on that. But we do worse than calling people fools. We do worse. That means watch even what you say. And we must keep this in our hearts and in our minds. Amen. But then, if we keep the law of God, if we do the will of God, which the Bible says is perfect. The Bible says the law of the law is perfect. Psalm 19, 7 to 9 says the law of the law is perfect. Converting the soul. The more you keep the word of God, the more you, you are being converted in your thinking, in your, your desires, in your will. Your soul, your soul is being changed gradually every time you ha you're having change of heart, change of mind, change of will, change of desire. And it all comes by the word of God, which Bible says it's perfect and it can convert us, can change us. So the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise and simple. The word of God, what God says we should do or don't do, if we obey it, it says it is sure, it makes us wise, even the simple, when the Bible talks about the simple, so even the fools can become wise through obeying and doing the will and the will of God. Amen. He says that the statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Amen. Our joy will come as we obey the way because the blessings will come. The commandment of the Lord, and mind you, whenever I say the Lord, I'm talking about the I am. So wherever we say the Lord is I am. He says that the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever, and the judgments of the Lord are true, and they are righteous. Amen. So the word of the I am is true, it is righteous, it is transforming, it rejoices the heart, it enlightens the eyes, gives us wisdom, gives us understanding, and brings us benefit. Amen. If we truly want to see victory in life we truly want to you know have a better life long life hell everything it is that is the blessing of god for us it will come as we understand the fear of god and do his will let me show you the benefits of keeping his command you're very quiet all of a sudden leviticus chapter 26 he said you shall not make any idols or graven images Neither shall you raise up a standing image. These days, a lot of believers are idol worshipping. Why do I say that? You see, sometimes we even idolize people. Not only do we idolize people, we idolize things in our lives. There are things, anything that is an idol is anything that you, you lift above all things. People idolize their wealth. People idolize their spouses or their children. They put them above God. Anything that we put above God or we, we give our heart and our worship to becomes our God. And God says that 
No. We should not raise anything above him. He said, I am a jealous God. Yes, he doesn't say put anything above him. Don't put anything above God. And the reason I say that a lot of believers are worshipping idols or have raised up idols, you see, when you think that certain things are a no-go area for God, then you have put those things above God. Sometimes we compartmentalize our hearts and our lives. God, you can go with me when I go to church. You can be with me when I go to church. You can be with me when I pray. You can be with me when I need something. But God, when it comes to the time when I want to be selfish, please stay out of this. It's, it's, it's between me and when it comes to the time when I want to really do something bad, Lord, you pack. I'll go and come, ask for forgiveness, and then we continue. What are you doing? What do you really think you are doing? Child of God, what are you doing? And God sees all these things. God sees all these things and knows. But he says that if you keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary, where is the sanctuary? His house. He said, and keep his sanctuary. Sometimes we think that the, well, we say the church, really, we are the church. We, the people, are the church. But what about the sanctuary of God is the, where his people gather. Okay? So keep my sanctuary. Keep it. Don't profane it. That means that, for example, I'm standing behind this holy pulpit. I should not profane this pulpit by wrongdoing. We are servicing this altar. We cannot profane this altar by wrong living wrongdoing. You also come up here to minister at this altar. You cannot profane this altar. We are also seated in this sanctuary. We cannot bring sin into the sanctuary. I didn't say leave your sin at the door. Neither did I say because it's Sunday morning, you become holy. Monday, we are back. No. But your bodies, even the word of God, you say your body itself is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Keep that sanctuary. You keep the sanctuary. Whatever we will do so that God will be glorified in our lives, God will be glorified in this house. It's what we have to do. And so sometimes when we have to say, oh, you know, but I've seen people who regard the sanctuary. There are many things in this sanctuary. People have just thought of, say, oh, let me bring this to the sanctuary. It will be a blessing. These are the things that we do and we find pleasure in God. Because God said, oh, this my daughter, this my son, is thinking about the beauty and the progress or the progression of my house. Amen. That's for another day. I don't want to go there. I'll be I'll, I'll sidetrack and my time is almost up. Amen. But he says that but when we keep his commandments, so I'll give you rain in due season and that your land shall yield her increase and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Your threshing shall reach unto the vintage and the vintage the sowing time and you shall eat your bread in full and dwell in your life with your land safely. That means that you plant. By the time you are, you are planting, you, you, you are still eating of the old harvest. And you keep on eating until the new harvest comes. That means a, a total cycle of abundance is what comes to us when we observe his commandments, the commandments of the I am. He said, I'll give you peace in your land. And you will lie down and no one will make you afraid. And I'll rid your land of evil beasts. That's divine protection. Neither shall the sword go through your land. And you shall chase your enemies. 
and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight, and your enemy shall fall before you by the sword. <laughs> Hallelujah. Therefore, I will have respect unto you, and make you fruitful, and multiply you, and establish my covenant with you. And you shall eat of the old store, and bring forth the old because of the new. So you eat of the old corn, and when the new corn comes, you don't even need the old, so you just throw it out to the chickens to eat. That's powerful. And he said, and I will set my tabernacle among you, and my soul shall not abhor you. Amen. And I will walk among you, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people. Then he says, I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, and you shall not be their bondman. And I've broken the bands of your yoke and made you to go upright. So he says, when we obey his commandments and do his will, these are the blessings that will come upon our life. God speaks of his promises unto us when we keep his statutes and keep his word and fear him and walk with him in, in spirit and in truth. Amen. God speaks of himself that he is the first and the last. He said, I am the first and the last. Beside him, there's no other God. Amen. Isaiah 41.4, he said that who has made all these things, calling the generations from the beginning, I, the Lord, the first, and with the last, I am he. He's the first and the last, the beginning and the end of all things, creator of all things. He has made all things. He is the I am, and he is our God. He said, for thus saith the Lord who created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He has established it. He has created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is no one else. He said he has created the earth and all that is in there. It is therein, including you and I. And he says not in vain. He has created us for a purpose. He has created this world for a purpose and it is not for nothing. And he says, I am the Lord. I have done this. So your life according to the will and the desire and the plan of the I am, the creator of all things, the one who created the sea, and the sea knows its place. The sea knows which, what it should do. If I, I realize that in all the world, every creation of God knows what they ought to do and do what they should do. The only creation of God who don't do or don't seem to know what they should do or do what they ought to do. It's man. Very, very sad. But I think about it, I say, Lord, it's because you gave us our own will. True. Because he made us like himself. He gave us our own will. He didn't give us our own will so that we would go out of his will. But he gave us our own will and gave us a choice. The power of choice is given to man, unlike other things, so that we will choose him. So we will choose to obey him. But God didn't want to create zombies. He, he wanted to have sons and daughters, people he can commune with, people who can be, he can be close with. So he's given us our will. Because, you know, if you're forcing somebody to love you, it's hard. Who has ever been there? Or oh, being pelt. Oh, force. Oh, no. So I'm pelt. I force. Force. I force love. Even when you get the card, and yet debut. Because you have to force. No, no, no. <laughs> God doesn't want forced love. He wants us to love us, love him by ourselves. He said he has created us 
and the world not in vain. And that means your life, beloved, the Hayam has created your life not in vain. And I start by telling you that he's sovereign, he's in absolute control, all power belongs to him. So if he created your life not in vain, then you can be assured that for whatever purpose he created your life for, so shall it be. There will be a performance. I said there will be a performance. He created us to reveal his glory in us. Amen. His glory, I declare, shall be revealed in your life and through your life. He is the Lord. He is the Lord. And that is why when we give our life to Jesus, we, we must you know, really understand that it's the best thing that you could ever do for your life. The best thing. Because once you give your life to Jesus, it is settled. The I am takes over. You are his. He is yours. And he takes over. And there will be a performance of that which he has ordained concerning your life. Your life will not be in vain. That's why I'm speaking to five people in this house. Your struggle will not be in vain. Your effort will not be in vain. Your worship of the Lord will not be in vain. And I'm speaking to 100 people online that your worship will not be in vain. Your struggle in life will not be in vain. All the things that you do for the kingdom of God will not be in vain. Your life itself will not be lived in vain. Your life will be fulfilled. Those of you here, those of you online, there will be fulfillment of your destiny according to the will, the plan, the purpose, and the power of the I am. Somebody put your hands together. Amen. God will be glorified in your life. God will be glorified through your life. He will not give his glory to another. It will never be said that the devil destroyed her. And people say, ah, but some part. No, 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 no. God will not give that glory to the devil. Neither will God give that glory of, of anything about you to any man or to any demon. No, that the devil was able to destroy this person. Then that is your testimony. It cannot be. God will be glorified in that it shall be said, look what the Lord has done. It is marvelous in our sight. God will be glorified in our lives. Hallelujah. He says that he will not give his glory to another. He will be glorified in all the things that he does. And, and all the works of his hands will glorify him. Hallelujah. I believe with all my heart that the glory of the Lord is set upon every one of you. Amen. And that glory will manifest itself in every area of your life. As we allow him, as we let go. He says that I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory I will not give to another. Neither shall my praises be given to any graven image. He says, I am the Lord. That is my name. I am the I am that I am. I am that I am. He said, that is my name. I am in control. I am all powerful. That is me. That is me. That's who I am. And I will not give my glory to another. Neither shall my praises be given to graven images. No, so God will work his purpose in the lives of the people that he has birthed anew, redeemed by the blood of his son, set apart and sanctified unto himself. God will reveal his purpose and he will bring it to pass. Be confident. I need a confident people who are confident not in their selves, but confident in God. That because of the I am, of I am that I am in my life, there's no battle that I will, I will lose. No, 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 no. It can come from the west, it can come from the north, it can come from the east and the west. 
God will be glorified in my life. And I heard from him this morning, from the book of Isaiah 42, he said, behold, the former things are come to pass. The things that have happened in the past, it's gone. New things will I do, I declare. He said, they will spring forth, I tell you. New things are coming to pass in your life. Former things are over. It's a new day. Because every day comes with God's divine purpose. Every day comes with the plan of God. Every day God is working things out. God is not lazing about. No. God sees, God knows, and he's perfecting, fine-tuning this life of ours. Amen. He said, I'm doing a new thing. He said, and he'll cause a new song to be sung, and his praises shall also be sung. Hallelujah. He said, I am the Lord, and the glory shall be given unto him, and his praises shall come from nations, islands, people of different tongues will give praise to God by reason of who he is. He's the Lord. He is our God. He is our redeemer. He said, I am your redeemer, the holy one of Jacob. He said, I am your healer. I, I heal you. He said, I'm the Lord that healed thee. I am. And when he says it, he's able to because he is all that you need him to be. He said, I am your savior. There's no one else. I am. And he shall be. And there will be a performance of all that he is in your life. He said, there's no God beside him. There's no power above him. Amen. He is God. To Jeremiah, he said to him, listen, Jeremiah, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? My time is up. 15 seconds. I'm pushing it fast. Uh, it's 15 seconds, okay? He said, <laughs> it's, I am the Lord, <laughs> the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? When we have understood who the I am is, Thinking about, meditating about him and who he is. Is there anything too hard for him? Think. Is there anything too hard for him? There is nothing too hard for God. And this morning I bring you this word of God. That there's nothing too hard for him. You may not be able to see into tomorrow. But he has your tomorrow covered. Yes. Listen. He said, with God, one day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like a day when it's gone. Today you may be crying, but tomorrow morning, I'm telling you, come the morning. Will come your morning of joy. Will come your morning of peace and gladness. We are not serving the devil. No, we are serving God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Someone apostle, you are in the water. Said, Listen, Jesus says something one day. In fact, there was a whole all out. Jesus, we had words too. Between him and the Pharisees and the scribes. Called them the children of the devil and all that. Hey, none of us are adding. Internet you with me. Listen, and they said that we, have, we are not children of the devil. We, we have Abraham as our father. And Jesus also said to them that, yes, before Abraham was, I am. He said, you call Abraham your father, but I'm telling you that before Abraham was, I am. He didn't say I was. He said, I am. Telling them that he is 
the I am that I am. Ashe, eye, ashe. I am that I am. The one who is, the one who was, the one who is, and the one who is to come. The beginning and the end of all things. The infinite God, the God who shall be in all the days and all the times, he will continue to remain God. Hallelujah. Say, your father Abraham rejoiced to see me, to see my day. For he was, I am, saying that he is the Lord. And today we serve the I am, we serve Jesus. He is our God. I am the Lord. Don't be afraid. I am the Lord. Don't be shaken. I am the Lord. I am with you. I am the Lord. I would never leave you nor forsake you. I am the Lord. You are precious in my sight. You are mine, said the Lord. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, you are not consumed. And we shall not be consumed by anything. Nothing. Nothing, because nothing is too difficult. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. This morning, you want to stand up on your feet wherever you are and lift up your hands unto the Lord and talk to him. Maybe you have underestimated the power of God. Life in itself can sometimes make you underplay who God is, what he does. But this morning, God says to tell you that he is the Lord. He is God. Times will come. Seasons will change. But he will not change. So I am the Lord. I will deliver my people from the hand of the bondmen. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to God. Say, I am the Lord. I speak. And the word that I speak shall come to pass. That's what God said to Jeremiah. So I am the Lord. I speak. And the word that I speak shall come to pass. It shall no longer be prolonged. I will perform it, saith the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Talk to God, somebody. If I were you, I'll commit my life, my heart, and all things to him. Put my heart into his hands and trust that everything about you, everything, 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 everything that you put in his hands, he is the Lord able to keep it, able to perform his word, able to perform the counsel of his goodwill. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I am the Lord, your healer. I am the Lord that healed thee. I am the Lord your healer. I sent my word and I 
that has heard this word into your hands. Lord, you said the word that comes out of your mouth never returns to you empty. Never returns to you void until it has accomplished the purpose to which it's been sent. Lord, you spoke this word to my spirit. I've sent it forth to your people. Now, my father, let there be a performance of your will and your word in the lives of your people that have heard your word. Manifest yourself as I am that I am. You who God is all that you will be, you want to be, you can be. And Lord, I thank you that Lord, your will is good and your love for your people is great. So this morning as I commit them into your hands, Lord, manifest yourself as I am that I am in their lives manifest your glory manifest your power show yourself strong on their behalf and let the glory my God be given unto you glorify your people oh God as you have set them apart for yourself so may your glory be seen upon them in the mighty name of Jesus we rest our heart in you oh God and we settle down our spirits in you Knowing that, Lord, you are in absolute control. Sovereign, rule of all things. And we are yours. And it is your delight that we prosper. We thank you, Father. And we give you praise this morning. 
In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey. Oh, no.